Okay, well this morning, instead of sharing a bunch of announcements, we get to share some big picture things happening in the life of our community. As many of you know, uh, we are an Anglican church, and part of being an Anglican church is that our governmental structure, so to speak, for lack of a better word, uh, includes what's called a vestry. A vestry is maybe what you might think of as a board, but really functions as a unique group of counselors, discerners, prayers, and uh, also workers for our community. It's, uh, it's a group of people who treasure this community, have the heartbeat of this community, and are part of overseeing what we call the temporal matters of the church, things around finances and logistics and organizational realities, but also a group of people who just are really discerning how do we stay true to the parish way. And so uh, our vestry is made up of Mike Nelson, uh, Laura Boggs, Shannon Ott, Ryan Fetz, and Andy Culp. Did I miss anyone? Uh, I think I got everyone. <laughs> and Andy here is, uh, is our senior warden, which essentially means uh, Andy is in charge of the vestry and is in charge of leading that group. He's been doing this since 2019, I believe, and, uh, and is kind of coming up to the end of his time as senior warden. We'll be rolling off soon, and so we're, we're really thankful for years and years and years of faithful stewardship of this community. So I'm gonna pass the baton to Andy. He's gonna share a couple of things that are happening in the life of our community uh, around things that are vestry-related, and we're really excited. These all feel really appropriate for the second week of Easter. So Andy, I will pass things over you. Thank you, Jordan. Um, we're going to be here for a few minutes together this morning talking about the life of the church. Um, does anyone remember last time I was up here in the senior warden role, what I was asking you for? <laughs> Money, right? <laughs> no, if you, if you remember, for two weeks in December, we spent time as a community reflecting on uh, the giving of the church. And what we said at that time was, was that we as a church were about $35,000 behind our budgeted giving for the year, which uh, isn't unique, wasn't out of the ordinary. This, this reflected much of what nonprofit and the cadence of church giving looks like. That as we come to the year end, uh, there's opportunity for us to, to use uh, year end salaries and bonuses to support the work of the church. And so uh, we made that invitation that this community would uh, lean into that as we ended December and moved into January. Um, and so today I want to give an update on how that went as we moved through the year end and into the first quarter. Um, I'm grateful to share that this community responded in a way uh, that was incredible and in many ways innumerable. Uh, we saw an extravagant response from the families of the parish. And it was beautiful. The giving... Uh, reflected small gifts, some of which even came from the kids downstairs in Parish Kids, where they said, can we be a part of this? We saw uh, patterned giving out of people's ties, and we saw a handful of extremely generous uh, and very large gifts come into our community. And so we said, at, we went into December that, that we were roughly 35,000 uh, behind budget. Um, as we ended the first quarter of 2023, having brought in that, uh, our community responded with uh, $258,000 of giving to support the work and the way of Jesus here in Alpharetta. And so we just wanted to not let that go unnoticed, unthanked, 
and unrecognized within our community. So we wanted to say as a vestry, thank you. On behalf of the vestry and just on behalf of one single part of this really dear community, um, it was a beautiful picture of the growth that is happening here. Amen? Amen. And if you've been here for the last 12 or 14 months or so, there is something happening. Maybe you've sensed it. Uh, We don't always see it in the 9 o'clock service. So um, if you haven't been to the 1030, can I share a little bit about what's been happening there? Um, As we look at where we were in spring of 2022 and where we are now in spring of 2023, uh, on a regular basis, we're seeing over 30% more families, more people, uh, more attendees coming here to the parish, who are, who are naming the parish as their church home, which is beautiful, which is, which is fantastic, which is encouraging, is, is this great metric of growth. Uh, but growth in numbers isn't what the parish has ever been about. Actually, if you remember, who, who was at any of the planning commission meetings? Um, those were great, weren't they? If you remember, Jordan and others actually explicitly shared that, that the parish doesn't exist to multiply numerically, um, that our goal wasn't to bust out of the, this room and, and to have as many people coming in and out of this parking lot as possible. That's not what, what we exist for. We, we had said that really our, our purpose was to be the type of community where uh, the slow work of Jesus and the beautiful way of Jesus could find a root here in Alpharetta. And... Who would have thought that the chair of the planning commission would speak a prophetic word over the parish when he said, if you were the type of community that you're describing here tonight, you're not going to be able to keep people away from the parish. And in some small ways, we've seen that. We've seen more and more people coming each week. We've seen new faces and beautiful faces saying, I'm curious about what's happening at the parish, and then taking that next step in to have a coffee with Jordan or a meal with Jordan. And, and Jordan's weeks have gotten really full with lots of coffees. And if you've seen Jordan just kind of hyped up, it's because he's becoming <laughs> off of eight straight coffees with new folks. Um, it's beautiful. And, and this is just one metric of the growth that's happening, but we see these little pieces of growth. But um, growth is strange. I spend most of my weeks with middle school boys uh, in my job. And this is about the time of year where they show up to school and their, their pants don't fit quite right anymore because all of a sudden what used to be a cuff on their ankle is now a cuff on their calf. You know, they've gone through that growth spurt and the things that once fit really well all of a sudden just look strange and ill-fitting. Growth doesn't always look like this slow and steady and standardized up and to the right movement. Oftentimes, uh, real growth looks like these, these brilliant bursts of transformation that, that seem to happen overnight. Sometimes they catch us by surprise. And if you've been in that 1030, we've had some ill-fitting and awkward moments where all of a sudden we look around and we say, like, there's not enough seats here. And so during three good minutes or, or during the announcements, David's trying to sneak past people and bring more seats out. And it's just this, this strange... Uh, pants are a little too short moment for us as a church. And so, as a vestry, we said, let's sit with that. 
Let's be curious about what the Lord is doing, how the Spirit is moving here in our community. And we took time uh, to pray individually. We took time in prayer uh, as a group, communally, and, and we said we need to get away. And so in February, we went away for a retreat as a vestry, and we really sought to discern uh, who are we, who are we still, and what is the Lord calling us into in seasons ahead? How do we serve and love and support the work of Jesus here in this community really, really well? And so we left that retreat uh, with a beautiful sense as a vestry of clarity and of unity and remaining curiosity about where we're going, uh, but with some beautiful unity about what next steps look like. And so uh, this clarity and unity, we would love to share with you, but we can't do it in a service on a Sunday morning. And so we would love for you, uh, if you're a calendar person on your phone, um, take out your phone because we want June 11th June 11th to be a date that is highlighted and saved on your calendar. On June 11th, we're going to be hosting an evening event here in this room. It's going to be set up a little bit differently, but we're calling it Parish Night. We're really creative. It's at nighttime. We're meeting as the parish. This is going to be Parish Night. And what we're going to do is we're going to reflect on the seasons we've walked through as a church. Uh, We're going to discuss really candidly, the current reality of the parish. And then we're going to pray and worship and dream a bit about the future and the next chapters. And so we we don't make a whole lot of really hard asks here, but this is one of them. We recognize that this is the beginning of summer vacation season, and and some folks may be out of town, and and we recognize that. We'll, We'll record this, and we'll be able to send it out. But if you are at all within the region... Please, please make it a point to be here on June 11th. It's going to be a really important night for the life of our community um, and for the work of the parish here. You'll be hearing more about this. Uh, There'll actually be an RSVP for this so we can make sure that we have enough food and drink and refreshments and and we can fit in this room. But uh, June 11th. But as a vestry... We also know that we didn't want to wait till June 11th to take next steps. And so we began thoughtfully praying about how to handle what we're, what's happening here. And, and we recognized a really clear need that exists right now. Um, and to be clear, it, it wasn't that we're going to build the building. Right? This isn't the kickoff of the capital campaign. Um, we were curious about how could we really love well this community of the parish. And that includes all of us in this room. It includes the middle schoolers that will be meeting back there. It includes our elementary and high school students, but it also includes our staff. How do we love our staff well? Because uh, what we've seen is over 30% growth in consistent attendance and in consistent uh, need. And we haven't had any sort of change to our staff hours or capacity or the bandwidth. And so you have the, the caffeine-drenched Jordan kind of jumping from place to place to place, which we love. Um, and so we began to pray. We spent time discerning what was actually needed, and here's what we came up with. That we have a clear need of the parish for more organizational and pastoral leadership and administrative support. 
And as we tried to put more language around that, what we realized is that, is that we had grown to the point where having an executive pastor was what we needed here. And so we began to have conversations with those inside and outside of our community to discern uh, what would be the best fit and who might be the best fit for the role. We consulted with our diocese. We talked with uh, the regional and local leadership of C4SO. And the realization was, was that the profile for this executive pastor was someone with deep wisdom, with life experience, with leadership experience, someone with seasoned pastoral experience. But most of all, it was, it was important that this person, that this executive pastor, uh, wasn't, wasn't just administrative or executive, but had a heart that overflowed for people, that exuded service and support and love and the advancement of others. And, and we looked around at this community, and, and in this room, in this service, in our 1030, we saw a richness of mature and gifted and ministerial-minded folks. We have an abundance of wisdom and experience and gifted folks in this community, but in our conversations, uh, there emerged a clarity and unity about this pastoral calling was to invite Jeff Carrier to step into the role of executive pastor. Many of you know Jeff, and if you don't, we're excited for you to get to know Jeff and Catherine's wife, Catherine. Um, a little about Jeff, he's been deeply involved here in the life of the parish, um, but also in other ministries here in the region. Uh, Cloudwalk specifically, um, Jeff was a senior pastor in Roswell for over a decade, has been one of our house church pastors and leaders, this man throws a wicked 12-foot arc on our softball team. <laughs> and Jeff has accepted the role of part-time executive pastor here at the parish. And so I'm honored to invite Jeff to come up to share a few words. Uh, but join me in welcoming him. Um, let's not hold too hard to that wisdom part of that job description. That would help me a lot. Um, for those of you I haven't met, my name is Jeff Carrier. Uh, Catherine, my wife, and I have uh, been married for 32 and a half years. August will be 33. Um, we have been within six miles of this building, uh, nine different homes, because we are in real estate, so it's just fun, and we get bored, and we move. Um, but this has been our home for a third of a century now, and that seems so weird to say. But we just love Alpharetta, and we have such a heart for this area and a heart for these people. Um, Andy, I love what you said, the, the slow and deep growth. Um, what's happening with our church is it's kind of like, you know, you have, uh, you have those bushes in your yard, and they're nice and full, and then suddenly three or four things just shoot up out of the top. And so you get two choices. You either cut those things off, or you figure out how to feed the bush so that it can catch up to the growth. And that's really what we're trying to do. We really want to create an environment and create a space that starts with our staff, where we figure out how to come behind them and, and to nourish them and to provide the energy and the space that they need, uh, to give them the resources that they need. Because when we help our staff grow, they're able to serve us better. And so that's a significant part of what it is that I'm going to be working on is how do I come stand beside Sarah and say, I haven't had kids in 20 years, but hey, I'm here and I know how to change a diaper, so let me help. You know, what does that look like? What does it look like uh, to not ever have to sing, but stand with David and say, without ever being up front, how can I help you and how can I help you grow and how can I help the worship team? 
um, I have such a heart for house church. Um, I just think if we look back at the New Testament, they got together in big groups like this, but the heartbeat and the life was doing life together. And I love that we're a church that is so committed to one Sunday a month, we're not meeting here. We're meeting together and we're breaking bread together and we're laughing and we're cutting up and we're sharing because that's also going to lead to I'm hurting, I'm alone, I need somebody. And in a group like this, that's not so easy. But in a group of like what you guys have, I mean, you guys are going on vacation together. It's crazy, but it's beautiful. And that's, that's what we hunger for. So I just wanted you guys to understand first how honored I am and how I thankful that I am and how excited I am that I get to be a part of this place and I get to be a part of this great team. And I just am so anxious to see what Jesus does slowly and thoughtfully um, because we're not having any trouble attracting people. What I want to make sure is that when somebody comes in the door, they feel loved and welcomed, which brings me to what I'm really excited about. And that is three good minutes because I know it's your favorite part of the service, right? Have you ever stopped and said, why is it that when he says three good minutes, I get anxious? Here's why. See this? This says, this is my name. And so I can look and go, oh, hey, John, how are you? And so I'm going to ask as my first official act as the executive pastor, if you would please help us to remember that just because Andy's been here for years doesn't mean that the person walking in the door today for the first time knows that that's Andy. The name tags aren't for us first. They're first for the people who are going to come today who don't know. Because if they walk in and they see my name's Jeff, they're going to feel comfortable. But it's also for us, because let's be honest, I've been here a year and a half, and I still have to stop and go, okay, his name is Andy. Okay, I got it. So if I, you can bust me, feel free from now forward if I ever call you buddy, pal. <laughs> that means I have forgotten your name. Or you can help me by putting your name on your chest every week. Because if you put your name on your chest every week, eventually everybody will know your name. And our favorite word in the English language is our name. Please remember that the people who are coming in the door feel the exact same way. So if you would, please stand up, buddy and pal each other because you don't have your name tags on. But make sure you feel, make people feel welcome. 